Hello there, and welcome to a very special Here's Johnny's Reviews. And for this one, over the next several weeks, I shall be putting out my failed second podcast, the Schlocky Horror Podcast Show. As I and my co-host spent a good amount of time on these podcasts, so I thought, why not slap it on this podcast and see what happens. Now, remember, these were recorded several months ago. So none of the links for the Shocky Horror work. So please don't try to look it up on the internet. However, the other links should work. Anyway, enjoy. Welcome to episode number eight of the Shocky Horror Podcast Show, the movie review podcast that no one asked for, but it's getting anyway. I'm your host, Johnny T, and no movie is safe from me. With me is my co-host and cohort, the pinch of salt to my podcast life, Eric, from his podcast, Two Bearded Losers. Why, thank you for that introduction, Johnny. <laughs> yeah, not too bad. I stole it from one of your podcasts, so... <laughs> well, anyway. imitation is a, is a form of flattery, I'll say. How about that? Yes, was Jim Cornette says, um, stealing from one person is plagiarism, stealing from many is research, so... <laughs> <laughs> Tonight, we have another request, The House on Serenity Row, a.k.a. The House of Evil, from 1972, requested by JVTV. Are you sure this was 72? I thought it was 82. Did I say 72? Sorry, I meant to say 8. Sorry, did I say 72? <laughs> it was that good of a movie, huh? <laughs> yeah, that's what I saying. Yeah, JVTV, I believe, is one of your followers, I believe, or one of your friends. Yeah. Yeah, I've I've known Jay for about a couple years now. He's a he's a big horror guy like me. Um, he's one of those friends that you know, you'll do anything for, but he's also there. He's like that 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 thorn in your paw type of thing. So, but okay, then. I went into this movie totally blind, and he claims that I'll like it. We'll we'll find out. Mm, mm. So he's a threat. Uh, uh, what's it called? They call him again? Frenemies. Okay, yeah, frenemies. Big big frenemy. <laughs> so when did you first watch this? Oh, the first time I watched it was yesterday during the oh, afternoon. Was it? My God. I first saw us back in 91, 92, um, back when Sky TV first launched in Britain. I was about ooh, 13, and I saw us at my best friend in high school uh, during a uh, sleepover, and it was the very first time I tried vodka. <laughs> His mother was there, and she gave us um, a vodka and coke each. And like I said, I was at a 12 or 13, and that vodka coat lasted the entire movie. <laughs> so there we have it. Uh, like I said, I saw it back in 92, I think it was, 91 or 92. And all I remember about this movie was it pissed me off due to the fact you never know who the fucking killer is. And that pissed me right off. Uh, well, that didn't piss me off. Uh, but there, there is, by the time this movie was over, you know, spoilers, I was not very happy. We'll, we'll say that when I get mm. to it. Okay, okay. So this was brought out during the quote golden age of slashers, aka 78 to 84, which was well over 350 slashers were released. <laughs> I mean, there's a yeah, fact. Yeah, it, it was a, it was a busy time. You know, it doesn't mean it was the best time for horror, but you know yeah. what? There was something for everyone. Yeah, think about it. We had graduation day, we had April Fool's Day, we had Halloween, we had Halloween two, we had most of the Friday thirteenth. <laughs> by mm-hmm. Happy birthday to me. Yes, happy birthday uh, to me. The, the Prowler. Yeah. Yeah, etc. etc. Anyway, uh, what I find interesting about this was the MPAA forced the director to add more gore to reach an R rating. Now, I don't know if this is the first time I've heard of MPAA forcing the director to add scenes of gore to get your R rating. You know. <laughs> That makes no sense because usually it's the opposite. All you know, yeah. how many of these slasher movies from the eighties were were cut because of the MPAA not wanting them to have an X rating? Yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I mean, I know in Britain this was released uncut as House of Evil, yet when it was re-released as House and Sawyer Row, it was edited. What the fuck? <laughs> that makes no sense. But then again, yeah. what, I'm, what I'm slowly learning about. British censorship when it comes to horror movies, it doesn't surprise me. No, no, the BBFC is completely fucked. I mean, it wasn't until 2002 when New Blood was injected into it, a.k.a. somebody who's fucking younger than 50. Um, <laughs> they released all these quote-unquote video nasties, such as The Exorcist, mm-hmm. uh, Driller Killer, Evil Dead, 
Underthrow and Cut Evil Dead, etc. etc. Anyway, like I says, the MPU forced the director to add scenes of Goran to it. Therefore, most of the killings were done in the director's garage or his parents' property. Uh, yeah, ridiculous. <laughs> Which spiked the budget up to another $300,000 on top of the budget. <laughs> this is ridiculous. So the director's cousin had to pay for that. <laughs> This is ridiculous. Jesus Christ. So, that's all information I can find about this. On to Fearful Fortnite. What did you watch between podcasts? Okay. Um, all right, here we go. Um, well, I finished off my uh, my watching of the X-Men movies that I owned. I watched Logan, which I still really, really enjoy. I watched the, the campy yet fun Schwarzenegger movie, True Lies. You know, everyone knows that one where he's a secret agent. But according to his wife, Jamie Lee Curtis, he is a computer salesman or something like that. Probably the last Schwarzenegger movie that I really had fun with. But it, it's one of those so bad it's good. Uh, let's see here. Uh, River's Edge is a, uh, a Crispin Glover movie from the 80s where he and his friends try to hide the fact that one of their classmates murdered a best friend. It's worth watching just for Crispin Glover and Donald or Dennis Hopper's performance. Okay. Then. Uh, let's see here. For some reason, I got the itch and I watched the first two Leprechaun movies. <laughs> um, first one's still fun. The second one's still as bad as I remember. Um, I watched for the first time Return of the Living Dead and absolutely loved it. Just so much fun. I was hope I was wondering if it was going to be worth the hype that it's gotten over the years, and I think it was. Okay. And the last one that um, that I watched, which uh, was probably one of the worst horror movies I've watched in a long time, um, Don't Go Into the Woods. Mm, um, yes. I, re- I, uh, I discussed that on uh, Two Bearded Losers, so if you want to know my thoughts, you can go check out that episode. But short and sweet, it's it was made on a $20,000 budget, and it looked like not even half of that was used. wasn't fun. It was... Probably it was a big pile of steaming garbage, if you ask me. I know you have told me you haven't cared for that one. No, no, no. That was one of only about a handful of movies I've actually snapped the disc over because it was that fucking bad and I was that annoyed at it. I was like, just get mm-hmm. the hell out of my collection. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> I mean, it was just, just terrible. I mean, apart from the scenery, there's nothing to that movie at all. It's just awful. You know, there's nothing redeemable about it at all. I just thought it was utter garbage. But anyway, on to me. I watched She Walked the Woods, which is a low-budget wannabe Blair Witch project, and is a piece of absolute shit. It's an hour and 25 minutes long, and nothing happens until the last 10 minutes. So bloody well boring. John Wick, Chapter 3. Ghostbusters 2016, which I put off after 10 minutes. It's fucking terrible. Ghostbusters 2, to wash it, taste it in my mouth. At midnight, I take... Uh, sorry, at midnight, rather, I'll take your soul, which is a... Coffin Joe movie, who is a Brazilian horror icon from 1962, I think it was. It's in, uh, I think it's Portuguese, but it had subtitles. Mm-hmm. I gave up after about 25 minutes because I wasn't able to read, but I'll get back to that and give it a full watch. But my Dracula, 1931, first time I ever watched this thing, and I've got to say, that is not a classic. I mean, why is this deemed a classic? It's beyond me. It's just terrible. You're uh, the, the, the Bella Lugosi one? Yes, the Bella Lugosi one. Yeah, it is fucking terrible. It's basically just random shots stitched together and it makes no fucking sense. I don't get why that's deemed a classic. I watched Dark Phoenix, the last X-Men movie to date. A cheesy-ass 80s slasher called Class Reunion Massacre, which makes no fucking sense. And I must get you to do it for your, your own podcast, The Two Bitter Losers, because it's so bad. Ter- Terror on Hallow's Eve, which is a... Uh, bizarre i don't know what the hell it is it's a, it's a warning story of um what not to wish for on halloween basically a bullied guy is bullied and he takes revenge by casting up a thing called a trickster and it kills all his bullies for him and da 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 and it's bizarre it feels like a bloody nickelodeon kids tv <laughs> show you know it, it feels like a uh what's called goose pimple goosebumps Goosebumps or Are You Afraid of the Dark? Yeah, yeah, the one with a fire. Yeah, Yeah, it feels like that, but with bad language in it. (laughs) It just feels like that. Uh, What was I? Oh, yes. My favourite sci-fi B-movie, Starship Troopers. I love that movie. It's so bad. 
Tales of Halloween, which I love. A running Man, which I watched last night and haven't watched that in fucking years. And I'm so doing it for this podcast. And I watched a movie last night called The Son of Sleepaway Camp, which has nothing to do with Sleepaway Camp, but a mountain man that goes apeshit on a camp because it opened up on, in his valley. I'll just leave it at that. Um, I'm so tempted to get you to, to cover it for your podcast. It is so fucking bad. Yeah, it's on the list. Mm-hmm. Anyway, back to this one. Uh, let's let, me, let, me, let me just say that right now, that's probably your most entertaining Fearful Fortnite so far. Mm, yeah, yeah. Well, it was Halloween, so technically, I dug out all these crappy-ass movies. Oh, um, Jesus. And I recently bought a new Roku box, so I've got access to all this crap. So, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Back to this piece of um, <clears throat> excrement. Is this a, a classic movie? Let's find out. The cast... Kate McNeil, Eileen Davidson, Janice Ward, Robin Melly, Haley, uh, what am I, Haley Jane Kazak, Jodie Darridge, yes, pronounce her name, Ellen, what am I, Dorsher, and Lewis Kelso Hunt, the director Mark Rosamond. The budget's four hundred twenty-five thousand dollars, and it pulled in ten point six million. My jaw at the floor. Yeah, my jaw at the fucking floor. I found it. It made fucking $10 million profit. How? Anyway, <clears throat> the plot. A group of sorority sisters clash with the house mother when they want to have one final blowout party. The lead mean girl plays a prank on a house mother, which goes awry. Now, all the sisters are getting picked off one by one by a vengeful killer. Who is it? Will the bonds of sisterhood be strong enough to keep their secret? And what is with the creepy old doctor? I find out here if this indeed is a long lost <clears throat> slasher classic. How's that for a, pro- uh, a plot? <laughs> it's something. Mm, yeah, it's something alright, Christ. Now, see, I knew I was in trouble when I saw the production company logo. I've never heard of ARC, Artist Releasing Corporation. Who the fuck are these people? <laughs> I you think know. just another random 1980s uh, company that went nowhere. Yeah, exactly, exactly. The first thing I noticed about this movie can be calmed down with Exorcist. The opening is ripping off the Exorcist right down to the the weird uh, old guy pulling up in the old car sort of thing. I'm going, kid in. And this is an introduction to the creepy-ass doctor, Dr. Beck, played by Christopher Lawrence, as him and his nurse help an older woman to give birth and can we say one too many crotch shots? <laughs> oh my God. Well, see, I, I honestly, you know, I watched this on one of my apps on my TV. I had to make sure I was watching the, the right fucking movie because I knew about this, you know, this movie was about a, a sorority prank because I went into this movie totally blind, but I knew the basic gist of it. I thought, you know, did I put on like Rosemary's Baby or something like that? Because I had no idea where the hell this was going to go. Mm. Yeah, the, the opening is, is over a bloody place. It's like, what the hell? And did the cameraman have to show the full-on 80s bush like five times? You know, I was going, I get it. She's pregnant. She's giving birth. Do you have to show the bush constantly? Oh, dear, oh, dear. Anyway, the woman being Mrs. Slater, put by Lewis Kelso Hunt. Her voice was dubbed because her voice was too high-pitched. The other actress was Barbara Harris, uh, whoever the hell these two people are. I have no idea. Apparently the director fell in love with her look and hired this Lewis Kelso, but her voice was too high-pitched. So they wanted a, a more breathless voice, so they hired some other actors to dub her, and the dubbing is fucking terrible. I mean, I don't know yeah, if you Yeah, I, I was so confused with the, with what was going on in this opening sequence. I did not notice that. I was just wondering why the hell we're watching this. Like I said, you say Exorcist. I didn't know if it was like Rosemary's Baby scene. Mm. I was just, like I said, I was so confused at, at the tone of what I'm getting into. Yeah, yeah. And then it jumps from 1961 to 1981. Okay, then. Uh, the house is now a sorority house, and Mrs. Slater is the house mother. By the way, this house is fucking huge. It's got, what, about 12 bedrooms? How the hell mm-hmm. does this one woman afford this gigantic house? <laughs> I mean, well, yeah, well, we'll find out how cheap she is later, you know, because she doesn't afford to you know, have a pool cleaned or any of that stuff, so that could be why. Mm, well, true. True. And, yeah, I have to say that that pool is disgusting. We'll get back to that later. After an opening montage of the girls getting dressed and tidying up and just messing around generally, can we say fucking filler? Five full minutes of these girls putting on makeup. Get on with the fucking thing. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You know, what, 
it, it wasn't just that it was you know it was added you know you had this you know fluttery type of music added to it so it was pure 80s for sure mm. yeah that's just screamed the 80s to me yeah 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 i mean mm-hmm. it was so ridiculous we meet um the good girl Catherine, played by kate mcneil who is also in monkey shrine monkey shrine rather sudden death and is a jobbing actor She's one of the few to get out of this movie alive with a career. <laughs> um, <laughs> she's fighting for her mother over how much shit she has over the four years of college. How the fuck does she have? She has like about ten boxes, about four suitcases. How much crap did she buy over the four years? <laughs> you know? I mean, by the way, this goes nowhere. The mother just, just introduced her and she just two lines and yep. that's it. What was the point of having the mother in this fucking thing? Padding. Yeah, yes, indeed, Paddy. Yeah, yeah. yeah On to the gross green-coloured water pool. Uncleaned and God knows how long. Can we say fucking nasty? <laughs> yeah, that, that was disgusting. I, yeah, I, like I said, I think the water was green. I think, you know, there's leaves. I think mm. there's like a log or two floating in it. Yeah, there's dead squirrels and God knows what's in there. What the fuck? And yet we have people diving into this thing all through the movie. I'm like, fuck that right off. I <laughs> know. We meet Mean Girl Vicky, played by Eileen Davison, a soap actress in Bold and Beautiful, Days of Our Lives, etc, etc, etc. Kidding. <laughs> by the way, she plays the uber mean, mean girl bitch in this. All she does is just steal every single scene she's in. Mm-hmm. You know, apparently she was the, a last minute casting. This is why the ending was a bit fucked, because she's this gr- a great actress sort of thing for the role, but they wanted a, a more meek performance, but meh, she's still in the movie. So there we have it. On to Mrs. Slater, who now has a parrot-headed walking cane. She goes to see the creepy-ass Dr. Beck in his clinic. And by the way, these two have not aged in 20 years. I mean, that's fucking weird, that. She must be, mm-hmm. what, in her, I would say, what, 80s, would you say? 70s, I 80s? Was, I don't know if she was that old. I was going to say she was at least late 50s, maybe early 60s. Because back in the 60s, she looked like she was in her fucking in her 50s i mean uh, this is just, ah say again there's a suggestion she's a bit mad and he did something illegal but nothing else more mentioned about that one she's meaning yes she's a bit bitchy but is she insane i don't know she's a bit of a mean old coot you know but is yeah she she's insane? just she's just she's just a grumpy old lady who and you would be too if you were you know forced to take care of all these sorority chicks yeah yeah like i said that's about I don't know, 16, 20 bedrooms, so there must be at least a bit, God knows, because there's, what, four girls in a bedroom at one point? I mean, mm-hmm. how many people are in this fucking sorority house for crying out loud? Um, uh, yeah, I was thinking, that, you know, as big as that house is, there there had to have been at least 30 to 35 members, if not more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that annoys me. I'm going, how many women are in this fucking, this sorority house? I thought sorority house had a cap of about 20 people. But anyway, moving on. Um, what am I doing? Oh yes, in the woods, Vicky gets a gun from her boyfriend. Now, she has this thing for the first time, and she's a crack shot. Is that how that works? <laughs> you know? In in 1982, I guess. Mm. Yeah, I mean, oh dear, oh dear. Back to the dorms, and we meet the rest of the girls, and God help me, these girls all look the fucking alike. They've all got the same mm. hairstyle, they'll look the similar heights, and they're all white, of course, because it's the 80s, and... Mm. And none of their names are ever spoken in this, which is one of my pet fucking peeves. Name your fucking main characters. If you ha- if you look at a main character with more than, say, five lines, name the person, for fuck's sake. I mean, this does my head, and it's like, why in the fuck do you name your characters? Well, uh, the, the, the thing, at least to me, like, none of them were, were memorable, because like you said, they're all the same. You have the one, you have, and they're all stereotypical. You have the bitch, you have the, the, the final girl, mm-hmm. and you have the fillers. And then there's the scene where they're all sitting together. They're all dressed in white, except for the one that you knew was like the bad girl because everyone's dressed in white and she's wearing like a CBGB's black shirt and black shorts and she's the smoker. So I was getting like Margot Kidder from Black Christmas out of her. But mm-hmm. other than that, everyone is is just carbon copies of each other. Yeah. Like I said, they're all partying. They're all drinking out of um, uh, mugs. And here we find out they're tropes. One's a lawyer, or going to law school rather. One's a flight attendant. Another one's a rich bitch junkie. As you do. I mean, 1982, there we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mrs. Flitter then bursts in to, to bur- break up the party and throws them out. This isn't sit well with Vicky. And revenge is in order. Because it's her house, so why the fuck would you put revenge on her? I mean, she owns the bloody house, so... Uh, 80s logic for you. 
Also, okay. while I'm at it, what is it with the Amityville style music that plays continually through this fucking movie? I noticed that too. I mean, I was um, like, what the. Well, see, and that's another thing that confused me because it did give like an Amityville horror type tone, and we had the weird pregnancy thing shown in the in the beginning. I thought this was going to be like a haunted house type movie. Yeah. Until you know, it, it, it went on further. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's utterly ridiculous. Look, so Slater goes back to her house and she smashes and destroys all of the photographs from every single sorority she's had in there since nineteen sixty two. I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. And there's about, what, 10, 20 pictures? That's a lot of slur- Sorry, sisters, for crying out loud. So she basically knew she was going to die then. I mean, why would she completely destroy the... Oh, I don't know. This movie is just fucked. Because this thing has its finger in very many, many pies. And none of them work. It's trying to be Rosemary's Baby. It's trying to be Amityville. It's trying to be Black Christmas. It's trying to be Friday the 13th. And none of it works. It doesn't have oh. its own identity. It definitely, like I was saying, you know, that one character was basically Margot Kidder, like attitude-wise, you, you know, she's the sassy, tough chick from Black Christmas. I even got a Black Christmas vibe because eventually, you know, this old lady, she goes up to the attic and she sits in the rocking chair and looks out the window. I said, all she needed was like a plastic bag over her face and that was stripped straight from Black Christmas. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, I've even meant, I've even named one of these girls PG schools wannabe you know, mm-hmm. because she looks like PG Schools from Carrie with the pigtails and the blonde hair. Oh, she mm-hmm. was a bloody baseball hat. Anyway, moving on. Vicky returns with her boyfriend. The two go to her room to fuck. However, Mrs. Slater comes in to burst up the sexcapades by putting a hole in the waterbed with her walking stick thing. It is on. Uh, by the way, what is it with the 80s and waterbeds? <laughs> oh, there was, there was just a new fan. I knew a few people who had them, but I will. I'll, I'll, this is my first defense of this movie. That actually was a good little fake out, you know, because you know I loved how you you, you think something's gonna happen. You got the, the the typical hot blonde making out with the boyfriend, and then you have like the the POV killer shot, and then there's a big close up of the walking stick, and then it swings down, but it hits the waterbed and it goes everywhere. So I actually liked that little bit of a fake out. Yeah, I'm kidding. Okay, Although I do love the fact that every one of these girls cannot run to save themselves. They all fall on that long-ass corridor. I mean, this mean girl chick does it. The um, PG schools wannabe falls. And so does the, the good girl chick. She falls in it also. Was it fucking freshly waxed? <laughs> Dear God. They can't run and chew gum at the same time. You know, they're sorority girls. Yeah, true. True. So the boyfriend, by the way, is Rick, played by Michael Sargoni. He's now a director-producer. And just that one in for the sake of it. <laughs> why not? Yeah, yeah, why not? So does bloody paper start to go. Uh, where was I now? Oh, yes, Mrs. Slater, as you said earlier, uh, goes up to the hidden attic bedroom and calm down Black Christmas. And here mm-hmm. we find Mrs. Slater's secret as to why she closes down the house on the 19th of June. It seems it's her son's birthday. Again, calm the fuck down Friday the 13th. I mean, for crying out loud, is this end? Does this thing have any originality, or is it just photocopying other more popular, successful movies? Yeah, like, like you said, what did you say? All the hand, you know, all these hands in different pies. It's a little bit of this, a little bit of that. It's, yeah, mm. it's definitely Friday the Thirteenth because this came out what eighty two, and we've yes. already we already had two Friday the Thirteenths, and I think maybe part I think part three didn't come out till eighty three, but still we've yeah. already had two of them by the time this came out. So yeah, 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 and this is trying desperately to be Friday the Thirteenth Part One. Um, with the killer Mrs. Voorhees and failing mm-hmm. fucking miserably. Anyway, said attic is creepy as fuck with torn open false walls, toys scattered everywhere and a jack-in-a-box which plays the fucking earworm song over and over and over again. I swear to God, I had it in my sleep last night. <laughs> fucking <laughs> stupid little fucking nursery rhyme sort of thing. It drives me fucking mm-hmm. nuts. And what is it with these creepy-ass Victorian jack-in-a-box things anyway? You know? Oh, I don't. I I have no idea, man. The, the, I think he put it. The whoever the director was, he just put it in just to look creepy because it did look creepy as hell. And then we'll see like a, a costume of that clown later. And mm-hmm. I think that was. I think maybe they were just popular at the time because you know, see Poltergeist. I think just came out and you know that memorable clown scene. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember my sister had these creepy ass porcelain clown masks things on the wall. So this whole porcelain mask thing must have been popular in the early 80s. 
Because she's a yeah, bit too straight. They were fucking creepy as fuck. <laughs> yeah, no thank you. Yeah, they were creepy ass. Anyway, next morning, Vicky and her girls come up with a plan to get revenge on Mrs. Slater. And got to say, none of these girls are likeable. Not even the quote-unquote good girl. They're all a bunch of fucking selfish bitches. I mean, they all bitching more. And, oh, she's a nutty old so-and-so. She does this, she does that. She doesn't like his party. Uh, she's being a good fucking den mother then, you silly bitch. <laughs> yeah, it, it's you know it's graduation. She just wants you to get the hell out. She wants the house to herself. Yeah, I mean, don't drop a line where why can't she just sit in her room and have some tea? Because uh, it's her house and to what you and your fucking cohorts to trash her fucking multiple bedroom house, you bloody bitch. That's why. And finally, we get some of the girls' names. Diana, played by Haley Jane Kozak, the brassy one, or the Marvel Kidder one. Morgan, played by Jodie Dalridge, the blonde. Stevie, played by Ellen Dorn, the lawyer. And it took 20 fucking minutes of an hour and 32 minute movie to name these fucking characters. That is unacceptable. You know, I mean, oh my God, I was pulling my hair out trying to fucking find out these characters' names because when you go on IMDb, at least two of them don't have a picture. So you're like, who the fuck is... I mean, and I said all look the same. You know? The yeah, I, 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 yeah, the only one, like I said, I could tell the difference was the Margot Kidder one. Mm, she yeah, actually, She's the only one, I think, had a bit of a personality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have, her, uh, I have her down as the brassy one because she mm-hmm. has the whole I'd give a fuck attitude. You know, she's a chain smoker, alcoholic sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, where was I now? Oh yes, back to Dr. Beck. setting up a red herring that Mrs. Slater kids about, is about to snap at any time because she's bug nuts due to the fact she She'd feel to give birth to her son, Kira. How does that one work? I mean, he he goes, she's a ticking time bomb. She has all this thing pent up and she's going to snap any minute. It was 20 years ago. Wouldn't you have got over the fact you've had a stillborn baby, you know? Um, why would it suddenly explode 20 years later? That makes no sense to me. Yeah, I had no idea. I didn't mind how it was all the, the, the doctor stuff was like cut back, you know, in and out of, you know, how the between the sorority girls talking to them because it did at least have something happen because just watching these girls for what 25 minutes it was kind of boring because nothing was happening yeah exactly exactly like i say this movie has too many plates spinning at the one time and none of them seem to be working you know there's there's too many ideas bouncing over the place we have like creepy ass experiments scientific experiments you have the the whole Black Christmas, Friday Thirteen stuff. You have the bitchy, um, sorry sisters. You have the bug nuts, older woman sort of scenario. What the fuck? Pick a, a thing and run with it sort of scenario. You know, it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the morning of the big bloat party, Vicky shows the girls her boyfriend's gun. Everybody, everybody goes along with it, including the good girl. As the girls set up for the party, Vicky puts her plan into action, stealing Mrs. Slater's cane, placing it on a tyre, and floating it in the gross-ass pool. I'm sorry, that water is fucking disgusting. That thing just floats on what it wants, you know? Yeah, you I, I'd go get a different, like, I'd just go get another cane. Now, there's no way I'm going in yeah. that water. Yeah, or get a branch or something like that to, to pull on the tyre when it's going to be down to water. You try to say to me, this woman who needs a cane all has the one cane in that entire house. Really? Um okay then well if she's too cheap to clean the pool she's too cheap to buy another cane mm, i think she um the reason why she stopped cleaning the pool out is because apparently four years earlier the girls trashed the, the pool house so she's doing it as punishment so Jesus. there's a whole like dropped line um in the movie but moving on so like i says vicky holds the woman at gunpoint forcing into the dirty ass water and then shoots her dead tad much <laughs> you know I actually, you know what? I actually, I enjoyed this uh, this uh, prank sequence because at first the old lady didn't buy it. She she didn't think that's going to happen. So uh, the 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 one girl with the gun, she shot the uh, the light or whatever to prove that mm-hmm. the bullets were real. And yeah. they did a little bit of a fake out with one of the sorority sisters pretending to be shot. That I'm not going to lie, I it got me. So I, I enjoyed this whole sequence of them forcing her to go get it and then accidentally shooting her. Mm. Although I think that actually was a real bullet wound to one of the Sorority Sisters because they do say, oh my fucking God, you've actually shot me. So if that was a prank, and plus it was it was seeping blood, so if that was a fake blood 
sure. Nah, I don't know. Anyway, like I says, I must uh, have missed that that line or missed the wound. I just assumed that you know because we saw how much of a crack shot she was in the beginning. Mm. She she just shot around her leg, and the other uh, sorority sister was acting. I don't know. No, this, this is a quick shot. I'm off. She's, oh my god! And there's a there's a bullet wound in her ankle. And later on, when they pulled the lady out of the pool, she's got like the blood spraying down her tights. So I'm thinking she's been shot in the ankle then. So hmm. As you said, Vicky shoots her dead because she's been firing blanks. And we get another girl's name finally 20 fucking five minutes into the thing. Liz, played by Janice Ward, who's the one who gets shot by Vicky. Even though Vicky claims it's all blanks in the gun, yet she shoots the pool, like, as you said. How does a blank smash glass? And how the hell does she shoot uh, Mrs. Slater's body dead? Moving the fuck right on. <laughs> I mean, the logic... Uh, the final girl even agree sorry the final girl to be named is Jeannie played by Robin Melly she's the PG schools look like you know mm-hmm. the blondes with the pigtails and the such so that's all the girls now named 20 plus minutes into this fucking thing oh my god like I say it's my pet peeve if these main characters name the fucking main characters for crying out loud See, I'm glad you're the one that does the research for all these shows because there's no way I'd be able to even pay attention to find out what their names were because I really didn't care. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But like I, said, I was struggling to find the names for these characters and towards the end, I just didn't give a fuck. I just called them, <laughs> what is it, blonde girl, ditzy girl, and all this crap. I just didn't give a rock's arse because this movie is just fucking terrible. I mean, like I said, it's got too many plates spinning at one time. It's too mm. many things happening at one time and nothing is fucking landing. I mean, you've got the whole plot with the Rosemary's Babies aspect. You've got the whole problem with the Doctor. You've got the Sorority Sisters wanting revenge. You've got the, the crazy old lady. And you've got, like, this slasher person. Pick a fucking genre and run with it. I mean, for crying out loud. Ridiculous. So, I mean, the girls now panic as Mrs. Slater is dead. So instead of, oh, I don't know, calling the fucking police and explaining it was a prank going wrong, they wrap up the body in sheets and weigh it down to sink it in the gross-ass pool. Karen. Well, maybe they figured no one's going to go in that nasty-ass pool and look. Yeah, that's very true, actually. Although I'm saying that, it takes the body at least six days to float back to the top once it's been submerged. Mm. So that body would not float up instantly, you know? Yeah. Because um, there was a little documentary about serial killers I watched a couple of years back, and it talked about how one serial killer would kill women and stab them in the, in the lungs. Therefore, the body wouldn't float for weeks later. Because it's the it's the air in the lungs that makes the body float mm-hmm. before, of course, before it starts to um, decompose and then the gases up it floats. So that shouldn't have floated ten minutes after getting tossed in the bloody well pool. So moving on. Nineteen eighties logic, man. <laughs> yes, eighties logic. Yeah, yeah. Reasons. Even the, <laughs> the even the good girl does this. The fuck again? There's not one good character on this fucking screen. They're all a bunch of selfish, whiny, narcissistic little bitches that want to be killed pronto. I mean, dear oh dear. On to the shitty band, four out of five doctors, the new romantic of all new romantics. I mean, my god, their <laughs> songs were terrible. <laughs> yeah. It, it was pure a, early '80s pop music. I mean, I I I, I liked the the name of the band was kind of cheesy, but uh, definitely you know not my type of music. That's for sure. But it was if you didn't think the movie was '80s yet, um, like watch like me watching this in 2019, it was full on '80s to the face once the band came out. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. The the, the lyrics for the songs were terrible. It was I'm a modern man. I'm robotic. I'm mm. something about hypnotic. What the fuck? Who wrote these bloody songs? Anyway. They had a comeback in 2008 once this movie was released on DVD and then broke up again in 2010. They were also used in a movie called Boogeyman from 1980. Ever heard of it? No. Never heard of it. No. 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 Neither have I. So moving on. <laughs> on to the big party itself. Now, the college is supposed to be empty. These are supposed to be the last six sort of girls on campus. Yet this party is bouncing. Where the fuck do all these people come from? And what was what was funny is you know you had you know say what you will about like the characters they're all attractive women but they found some of the most disgusting men to show up at these parties they're all fat sloppy disgusting um, bottom of the barrel type of men to show up at this party that's like I definitely what I wrote down I wrote all the betas are disgusting mm-hmm. have fun at the party 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, did you, I love the fact there's two sorority sisters unnamed, of course. I don't think actually part of the sorority going, oh my god, he's so dreamy, he's so hunky. Look at a guy with a moral brow. Really love <laughs> Yeah, and doesn't he, doesn't he like look directly at the camera and like blow a kiss or wink or something like yeah, that? Yeah, he winks, it's like, oh god, moving on. <laughs> and by the way, that disco ball is way too low. It's about six feet off the fucking ground. No, that should be up higher. You know, for crying out. Moving on. <laughs> In the woods, um, Mrs. Slater is now back on her feet and wringing out her morning coat. She kills. Sorry, you going to say something now? No, no, I was I was just chuckling at you saying ringing out her morning morning coat. All right, right, okay, okay. That must be a common Britain morning coats. Um, anyway, move on. Where was I? Now? Da, 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 da. Oh yes, she kills a random fat guy with the cane, and God does this kill look cheap. This mm-hmm. was one of the many many shots done in the director's backyard. <laughs> God, that dummy looks cheap. <laughs> yeah, even though it was, I mean he gets stabbed in the throat, and it's a quick cut, but you can you can definitely tell the the neck is all made of rubber and everything. Mm-hmm. What I know is where the hell did the three hundred thousand dollars? go because it wasn't on these effects <laughs> i mean these maybe um, it was renting the house who knows well the, the claim that that house is oh fuck i looked it up i forgot what i should wrote it down something about that's a real sorority house uh where it was filmed i can't remember if i could where it was filmed but moving on uh, where was I now? Da, 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 da. oh yes finally we meet kate's date because there's a blind date because of course there is and another red herring peter played by michael can he's now a producer of much hit movies, including Wild at Heart, The Sin Eater, and Being John Malkovich. Well, at least, at least his career finally went somewhere. Yes, he was a one-and-done actor. He went, fuck this, <laughs> I'll do the behind-the-camera stuff. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so him and Katie have no chemistry, yet she totally trusts him, knowing him for less than fucking two hours. 80s logic. <laughs> I mean, That's right. Utterly ridiculous. There was a note. Da, 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 da. I don't get that, but she goes, I don't know you. I don't want anything to do with you. But, oh, I love you and I trust you. Oh, did it. I'm like, real love. And two hours, you've got to trust this guy. Oh, for 80s logic. Yeah, 80s logic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, the girls hear two frat boys about to throw a girl into the pool. So I have to stop them. And here, one of the girls realizes the pool has lights. Shock horror. Real love. You didn't realize a fucking pool's got lights, you silly bunch of bloody bitches. And what was yeah, it? And see, and see that goes back to me. My, oh, I'm sorry. That goes no, back no, no, to no. my my whole line about the the betas. Just they weren't just disgusting pigs. They were assholes too. They're gonna just throw some girl into the pool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I love that one. Uh, the, the the whole the two extras look directly at the camera and grin at the camera as they're throwing this chick into the pool. How about no? <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ. So first to die is Liz, I think. Who isn't selling a boat of By the way, you know. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. she goes down to the basement to kill the lights to the pool uh, she's taken out after a ball comes out of nowhere and she's killed with a cane and shadow boo <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, it had good it had a good sound effect when she was being killed but yeah it just that just makes me wonder you say they added gore to get an R rating but they they do have quite a few off screen kills as well it just makes no sense yeah I'll take it the off screen stuff was the original footage and the bloodier stuff was done afterwards. So, no, I mean, I have no idea. Oh, by the way, and with, sorry. And with this, with this, with this shadow kill, I guess we'll call it is. Uh, it was so off too because just the way that you tell the actors were standing, you could tell there was no. Uh, I mean, um, of course, they're not gonna you know really stab the actress, but it just it really looked off just the way that they were they were performing the act, I guess. And you've seen it in shadow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I forgot, actually, that the girl was Stevie, not Liz, because that gives a fuck. <laughs> yeah, because it matters. Yeah, who cares? Moving on. Back to the dance and cue a ridiculous slow dance filler scene of all the girls dancing as outside three frat boys strip down to their tidy whities as you do, mm-hmm. and try to jump into the nasty-ass pool. As you don't. Why the fuck would you think? Oh, this this pool is disgusting. It's got dead leaves. There's fucking floating half a tree inside of it. There's, there's disgusting green water, algae, and god knows. But let's dump jump in this thing. It's perfectly fine. You just have to well, die. They, yeah, and then there's you know the, there was two it was two I like, quote unquote normal size guys, and of course you had the big fat guy, 
And you're going to make him big, fat, dumb, and disgusting because what happens? Uh, the two the two frat boys say, we're not going to dive into that. It's disgusting. And of course, the fat guy, I literally wrote down, he says, I don't know. The pool looks clean to me. Yeah, it looks fine to me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, a, I'm a water pig. <laughs> oh, fuck off. Yeah. I mean, hurry up and die already. <laughs> well, because, because you know, you've said this many, many times in, in our, our various episodes. If you're fat in the 80s, you have to be stupid and gross, too. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's a ridiculous... I love the fact that one of the guys actually had a spray tan. <laughs> Did he? Yeah, I noticed that because he's got the tidy whities pulled down just above the, the, the base of his dick. And you can see he's got a spray tan because he's got a big white line all around his waist. I'm going real about you for a fucking spray tan for this movie. Yeah, stupid. Oh, moving on. Uh, where was I now? Someone turns on the pool lights, even though Stevie pulls out the fucking fuse. As it go, the girls to chase the boys away from the pool party over, right? Wrong! I mean, the party goes on for another, what, four hours? I mean, for crying mm-hmm. out loud. Yeah, so I was thinking to myself, I said, when does this party end? I'll tell you what, if I was hosting this party, I'd be kind of pissed because I'd be wanting to go to bed and you got, you still got the drunks playing on the piano and everything. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So the six girls go into the kitchen to bicker over who's to blame. Uh, Vicky, <laughs> it's problem sorted. And this bickering scene goes on for a good five minutes. It's like, can we get on with the fucking thing already? Jesus Any- Christ padding yeah i mean for crying out loud so vicky comes up with a plan to send some girls to look for slater's body as they discover she wasn't dead yet we only must have shot her somewhere unimportant look for her body uh kidding um i got something to say in a little bit when they find her yeah go on okay so she sends somebody goes outside to look for slater's body as sends one other girl to pack a bag saying that she left for the i don't know month or the week Karen, I mean, moving on. Next to die is Morgan, killed after checking of the attic again off screen. Oh, wait, no, she's not dead. Sorry about that. No, no, it's Mrs. Slater's body still wrapped up in that fucking nasty ass blanket that falls from the attic. The fuck movie? <laughs> yeah, How see, the... and that's what. Oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. How the fuck did you get that body up the attic? Nobody saw this six foot man humping this fucking little lady's body up the fucking attic and it's soaking wet nobody notices big pools of water nobody oh moving the fuck on <laughs> yeah, that's what i wanted to talk about because you know they think that she's still alive right okay fine whatever maybe she wasn't dead but then they make when they're all looking at the body still in the tarp still tied up they one of those dumb bitches says the line basically she must have climbed up there herself. How the fuck? If she, is she going to climb up there? What's she going to do? Wrap herself back up in the tarp and tie herself up again? Yeah, it's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Like I says, Mrs. Voorhees, this, this ain't. I mean, God. Anyway, finally dying in her 80s of 80s bedrooms, Morgan, the blonde, gets it from behind after finding a jack-in-a-box playing that shitty little music. Uh, she gets a cane through the heart. And I've got to see her acting is fucking atrocious in this scene it's like oh, oh, i'm dying oh no i really love just fucking dying <laughs> jesus christ you gotta milk it gotta milk it because mm. she knew her career was going nowhere yeah yeah exactly exactly so katie looks for morgan and here she finds the jack-in-a-box yet more of that fucking annoying thing and i swear to god if you buy the blurry which i did because it was, it was cheap that theme plays constantly through every fucking menu. It is uber annoying. Where was I now? Where the fuck was I? I was, wasn't it? Oh, there we are. The other girls carry Slater's dead body to a van outside and stick her in a dumpster, as you do. <laughs> oh, you know what? They probably couldn't have saved a lot of trouble if they would have done that the first time. Exactly. I was thinking to myself, put the fucking old bitch in a fucking dumpster and put a couple of rocks on top of it. Perfectly fine, you bunch of fucking ditzy bitches well remember uh, these were also the same ditzy bitches that thought she climbed up into the attic and wrapped herself back up on the tarp yeah yeah and who says maraban doesn't kill brain cells <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile katie finds the hidden attic room and all the creepy shit inside of it including a buffy card to eric also a creepy full suit of a clown looking like a jack-in-a-box nope <laughs> You know, I'll tell you what, you know, they, they do. One thing this movie does do right is they do uh, the creep factor, right? When it comes to the clown uh, costume, the clown Jack in the box, and then even that little uh, miniature ball that rolls out. So they do at times do something right. But 
it's very few and far in between. Yeah, yeah. What I don't get, if that clown costume's in the attic, why not, why not have that as the killing, the killer's outfit instead of being the old woman sort of stuff with the, the soaking wet dressing gown and a terrible blonde wig? Why don't you have him dressed as a fucking clown? I mean... 80s logic. Uh, uh, 80s logic. Uh, moving on. <laughs> there was a new Peter goes up to the attic and finds Katie claiming the rocking horse was his favourite toy as a child. Red herring? Also to find a dead bird for reasons. <laughs> well, I will say this. This red herring did get me, at least at this scene, because... You know, I've seen enough slasher movies in the 80s. You know, I figured they were pretty much, you know, revealing it right then and there. But I, I will say this. They got me with that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. Like I said, I watched this back in 92, 91, 92, and I thought he was a killer. I went, oh, mm-hmm. my God, we're going to have a Scooby-Doo ending. Nope. Yep, I, 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 I'm like, well, a lot of these movies, they do make it that obvious. But, mm. you know, bravo, they got me with that. Yeah. Next to die is Diana or Dana or whatever her name is in the shagging wagon with cane shots to the hands. How the fuck would that kill her? By the way, she gets two stab wounds to each hand and that kills her. How? Eighties <laughs> logic. Yeah, eighties logic. Yeah, yeah. By the way, that sh- was she killed off screen though, or are you sure that the 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 strikes to the hand is what did it? Well. She's sitting in in the shagging wagon. By the way, I love that van. It's it's four to ceiling and. and and shag carpet <laughs> mm-hmm. you know and she's the cb radio is knocked off and she's panicking to get it back up and all of a sudden the sunroof opens up and she gets stabbed in the hand then it stabs another hand and then it cuts to the moon and you hear her screaming off off screen therefore she died getting stabbed in the hand i'm guessing moving on sure <laughs> yeah i mean who cares there's there's what five four five girls left moving the fuck right on yeah that, you know, I'll, I'll say this i, I remember uh, watching this yesterday and there was there's still a good half hour left after this mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah 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 so vicky and the other girls push the dumpster into a cop car who just lets them go because he's a fucking idiot 80s cop as you do mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> i love that one what was it 2 45 in the morning and they're pushing a dumpster and he goes just don't crash into me again the yeah. point of view was what exactly? You fucking idiot. Now, there, there's some line. There, what is it? Uh, well, we're just taking the garbage out at 1.45 in the morning. Well, yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 2.45 in the morning. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Next to die in shadow, but of course, is a PG Skulls looking like. With Ken blows to the body, she gets away, however. Uh, runs into Katie, who leaves her to get help. So this PG Skulls look like grabs a, a knife which is bigger than her fucking head, yet still runs for her life. You know? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't he face off against the killer at least once? I mean, he's got a cane. Block the cane and stab him with a fucking knife, you silly bitch. And she yeah, runs you, into... you get a more dangerous weapon than they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And she runs into a shower bathroom? What the fuck was that? <laughs> um, you know what? I think it was kind of, a lot of... Uh sororities do have those it's just you know so many people can take many showers at the same time and use the bathroom that's all that is yeah but would they be like facing each other the shows are literally facing the toilet stalls so what the that fuck? i have no clue. well hey you know that doesn't make a lot of sense now <laughs> you mention it well yeah that that is unhygienic to the max i mean that is disgusting but anyway yeah so she dies um in the shower calm down cycle <laughs> director cameo as the frat boy playing the piano. Eh. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, apparently he's a, a fr- the frat boy playing the piano. Oh, my name. So, now the party empties, and quickly, as Katie panics, calls the cops, but Peter uh, talks out of it. Again, she's known him for three hours. Why the fuck does she listen to this pretty boy, him for crying out loud? Because he's a pretty boy. Eh, true, true. Uh, what was I now? Oh, yes, Vicky and Liz now finally make it back to the shagging wagon, finding Diana missing. They load up the van, drive to the old graveyard to bury the body. Okay, then. That's a lot of work. I, I, yeah. Uh, again, 80s logic. Why am I even trying to process it? Yeah, yeah. That's ridiculous. Uh, Katie finds PG Skull's wannabe's medical bracelet and calls number to Dr. Beck, who heads over to the house because, of course, he does, because he's another fucking red herring that goes nowhere. I mean, uh, dear, oh dear. 
it's an adult yeah. trauma. It, it just we'll we'll get into it when you describe it more. But man, this whole doctor thing was such a wasted opportunity. It could have been so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doctor arrives. Katie shows him the attic. Uh, this sparks up his paranoid side. A paranoia side, even. So he hunts for Slater, thinking, oh my god, she's going to kill everybody because logic reasons, 80s mm-hmm. bullshit. Moving the fuck on. So then he starts the whole Bond villain monologue as he explains what happened 24 years earlier. Uh, director, you can't count. It's 20 years. 61 to 81 is 20, not 24. Anyway, something about he was using medical experiment to have children for reasons and there's a whole Jason complex blah 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 who cares get on with the fucking thing right you know You're like, I, mean, I, I said was he just using fertility drugs on her was it black magic because they still haven't explained why the the very beginning with this whole sequence was so like creepy I mean okay so she was having a bad uh, you know pregnancy a bad delivery because of what he did to her but what did he actually do yeah, what did he do? Did he cast up a demon? Is it fucking Rosemary's baby for crying out loud? I mean, yeah. ridiculous. So Katie runs outside to the pool, and the lake's magic turns himself on, and she sees the dead bodies floating under the water, and she overacts horrendously. I mean, yeah, her, her overacting is her overacting was bad. I did, I will say this, I did kind of like the reveal of the dead bodies in the water. I like the the light inside the green water in the pool. That was pretty neat looking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I suppose that's very true. Although you would not pay me enough money to get my ass in that, that pool. Fuck that. <laughs> oh, God, no. Mm. Well, it looks clean to me. Mm. Yeah, it looks clean to me. Back to Vicky and Liz, I think. Uh, who's dug a grave in the open grave? As you do. Vicky. Naturally. Yeah, naturally. Vicky gets Liz to get the body, and she's next in the shagging wagon. She dies of a bloodless throat slit. I mean, I was actively yeah. throwing shit at the TV last night watching this fucking thing. I was throwing peanuts and sweet wrappers and goggles at the TV. This was fucking stupid. I mean, uh, dear, oh dear. Such a waste. Mm, mm. Vicky is next. The big payoff. Her versus Mrs. Slater. Too bad it's wasted as a quick blow to the guts and a blow to the head. And it's all over. Really? I mean... You've got this uber-bitched mean girl, Vicky, and she gets two hits in her head and that's her knocked out and killed. Really? Yeah. Just, the, the more this movie goes on, the more more I get disappointed. Yeah. And uh, we haven't hit my bit, my major disappointment yet, but we'll get there. Yeah, yeah. Dr. Beck drives Katie to the graveyard and here she spills all. And this fucking scene is awfully acted. She's going, oh, we shot her, and oh, we put the body in the pool, and we found the attic, and this and that, did it. get on, mate, love, for fuck's sake. Uh, moving the fuck right on, Katie finds the girl's dead bodies in the open grave, as Dr. Beck finds Slater's dead body in the van. So who's the killer? Who cares? <laughs> you know, I just didn't give a fuck. There's no, I, I checked out by this time, big time. Yeah, there's ten minutes left on the clock, who cares? Dr. Beck then drives Katie back to the house, injects her with some drugs, and here the movie comes right off the fucking rails, as she has a psychedelic trip, seeing all the dead girls and Mrs. Slater's ghosts. What the fuck was that? And this, okay, here's the thing. The doctor does his, his little monologue and explains everything, and I do like how he's going to use her as the bait, you know, to, to bring the killer out. But the whole, um, her hallucinating with the drugs and everything and seeing all these visions, which we see more later on, it just, it made no sense. It just, it went back to this whole like Rosemary's baby beginning. It's just weird for the sake of being weird in a slasher movie that didn't belong. Yeah. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I mean, apparently he was influenced by 70s Italian horrors. Okay then, but this doesn't fit in this eighties fucking cheesy ass piece of shit you're making at the moment so why the fuck this weird psychedelic fucking spinning cane and ghost dancing and what the fuck was that about i mean yeah that, see on. that's what that's what i thought was really stupid it wasn't just her seeing visions of her her dead friends and i think they're saying come to us or be with mm. us or some stupid shit but like you said like the the the, the cane swinging around and it just yes oh ridiculous anyway the good doctor sets a trap for eric as he 
locks up Katie, or oh, sorry, ties up Katie to a chair. She's baked. Mm-hmm. Uh, more Bond villain stuff as he tells her Eric is alive and he's been controlling for 25 years. Um, what? I mean, what was the whole thing with the whole Mrs. Slater is going insane stuff and she's got an MRI scan and she's got brain damage and she's going to snap any second. What the fuck was all that about then? I mean, oh my. Like, like I said, I, I like the whole oh, we're going to use you for bait thing. That was that was cool. That was fine. But um, yeah, it makes no sense. Like, why were was he talking about her snapping in the very beginning? Yeah, it's fucking. Ridiculous. He knew the whole time it was uh her son Eric. Yeah. Yeah, utterly ridiculous. Someone comes round the back of the house. It's Peter! As a good doctor shoots him with a track gun and then injects him with more drugs for good measure. <laughs> Therefore, killing him dead. Surely yeah. he would know what Eddie looks like if he's had him in his fucking custody for 20 fucking years. I mean, oh my god, can we see Halloween? <sighs> Moving on. So, Katie runs to her room to get a gun. As a good doctor is killed by Eric with a cane blow to the gut and then an omen fall to his death over the banister. What was that? Well, I think he got punched in the, he got hit in the gut, but then I think the, the bird's tail went up through his chin. Oh, did it? Right. See, I wasn't paying attention. Yeah. I just noticed so, he fell over the banister. AKA yeah, the omen. So it, that was a good gore effect. That might have been one of the many added ones you said. But mm. I, I'll give it, his death was pretty cool when he got the... The uh, the bird's tail, the cane, through the bottom of the chin, and then he was thrown over over the banister. Okay then. Okay, like I says, I was going end now. I was praying to the gods mm-hmm. that yep. uh, this movie just yeah. Finally, the good girl takes on the killer. Except this goes fucking nowhere. I mean, uh, she's running around the house. She trips and falls and blah 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 blah, and she has a mini panic attack. Then she climbs a ladder to the attic the fuck <sighs> if you're going uh, because, was if you're, because if you're gonna you know if you're gonna try to escape you go to the attic where you can't get out yeah yeah ridiculous but running around the house she finds pg skulls wannabe's head and the toilet decapitated she runs to the attic and for someone tripping ball, balls this bitch is spry she's fucking mm-hmm. running down corridors she's climbing up ladders she's having panic attacks yet she's still focused of mind i mean oh my god now in the attic she's attacked by the clown suit which stabs her so she uh, throws him down the attic steps to die what <laughs> well she she found a little toy that had a knife and she stabbed him right before he fell oh right i must have missed that then i'm sorry okay then as credits roll on this piece of shit I've got to say, the acting in this thing is beyond fucking terrible. I wonder if none of these ladies worked again or did work as soap actresses. Um, whoa, 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 whoa. Which, what you forgot to say was this is the part that really fucking pissed me off because I wrote down in my notes, ending fucking sucked. Because what happens is after she stabs Eric, which first off, how did how, how did he have enough time to climb up there and get in that stupid fucking clown suit? Oh, but anyways, God. you know, they have their little scuffle. She stabs him. He falls down the attic stairs. She lays down and she's taking her breath of relief, right? And then we pan up on the clown suit and the eyes open and then it just fucking ends. That's it. Yeah. I was so fucking pissed that that's how it ended. We don't know. Okay, fine. You know, they do the trope of the killer's not dead. Well, go fucking somewhere with it. Mm -hmm. If you're Mm going to kill the girl, kill the girl. If you're going to kill Eric after he wakes up, kill Eric. But no, they just fucking end the movie and I was pissed. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I love the fact that Eric comes out of the shadows once the trap's been sprung and the Peter guy gets injected twice with drugs. But he's mm. wearing a, some sort of old man mask. What the fuck was that? I mean... Uh, and that's what I was thinking. Was, 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 or was that supposed to be Eric's face because, you know, it was a bad delivery or something? You know, with the uh, whole Rosemary's Baby bullshit from the beginning. Fuck knows. I have no <laughs> idea. Moving on. Because my head's fucking... Oh, going to explode, I think. As I said, the acting is fucking awful. None of these ladies, again, one's a soap actress. What do you fucking do? One was a jobbing actor. The rest are out of the business, I think. Terrible effects. How this made $10 million profit is beyond me. The writing, mm-hmm. as I says before, has multiple red herrings that go fucking nowhere and multiple loose threads that go fucking nowhere. And it's just fucking 
terrible. It's, it's trying to be Friday the 13th. It's trying to be Rosemary's Baby. It's trying to be Halloween. It's trying to be any slasher movie. It's trying to be a smart Italian horror. Ooh. It's trying to be a, a classic entertaining. horror. Entertaining. Yeah, trying and to be entertaining. Failing miserably. I mean, <clears throat> anyway, what do you see? Okay. Now, I watched this yesterday, and you were messaging me as I was watching it, and I said, no spoilers. And all you said is, okay, good luck, but that ending. Mm-hmm. I should have taken your word for it. That ending pissed me off so much. We yeah. start out, don't know what the fuck the tone of the movie is going to be. I don't know if it's going to be supernatural or religious or whatever. Don't give a shit about any of the characters. They're all the same, except for, like, I've been calling her Margot Kidder. Mm-hmm. One good death, that was maybe the doctor. And um, you have, like, there's no explanation about the Eric character. The fucking ending sucked. Um, the red herrings. Even though they got me, you know, the, the, the doctor and the blind date guy went absolutely nowhere. This is, and I like a lot of 80s sleaze. You know, I, I, I loved Slumber Party Massacre because I could have fun with that as bad as that, that movie was. Mm-hmm. I did not have fun with this one at all. Oof. Ugh. Okay. You know how, how, how we mentioned JVTV is a, a friend of me of mine. Yeah, he, mm-hmm. there's a reason why. <laughs> okay then. Okay then. Now before we give it our final scores, let me explain the scoring. Since Eric and I are a bit of a drinker, it's in beer. One star equals one beer. Two stars is a six pack. Three stars, eighteen pack. Four stars is a keg. And five stars, scars, stars even, is a full-on <laughs> bottle of whiskey. I.e., the higher the the score, the more bougie to enjoy this thing. I'm going to give this thing three stars. I mean, it's just fucking terrible. What do you give it? Oh, okay. So let's see here. You know what? I, I, as much as I was complaining about the ending, the ending is what pissed me off the most. It was boring at a lot of parts, no payoffs. Uh, I'm giving it four. I did not have fun with this movie at all. One mm. good kill does not make a good time. It wasn't like horrible, horrible, you know, it wasn't like Birdemic or any of that stupid shit, but... This was not a fun time. Do not, I do not ever see myself returning to this ever. No, no. And how this got a remake uh, is beyond me, by the way. The 2009 remake with um, Carrie Fisher and uh, what the hell's her name? Um, Demi Moore's daughter. Oh, that's right. I, I, I do remember now that you did tell me there was a remake. I had seen it because I remember there's a. A dumbass kill that involves like a, a laundry machine or something, but it's just as unmemorable as this one. Mm. But I think I could at least laugh at the remake. I couldn't even laugh at this one because it was just it was bad. Did not have yeah. fun with this one. Yeah, like I says, I was praying to the gods above this fucker would end. I mean it had it lost me about an hour in and I had another what thirty more minutes. I mean, could we just fucking go on with this thing already? I mean oh, totally terrible movie. I, I was talking between three and four. I give it a three because I would be generous. But well, I'm, I'm being generous too because you you say our one rule with our, our ranking is no halves. So yeah, I would have given it a four and a half. But I'll I'll be nice. I I don't need you know Jack and Cokes to get through this one. But mm. a lot of beer would help. Mm, yes, a fuck ton of beer. Anyway, thank you for listening. Don't forget to like, share, comment, and subscribe. Follow us on Twitter at Schlocky Horror and Instagram at schlocky underscore pod you can follow me on twitter at here's johnny's pod and you can fo- follow eric at uh you can follow me on twitter at movies underscore beer three six five okay then and don't forget to check out his weekly podcast the two bitted losers which is still on anchor yes yep we're still on anchor and we now actually have the domain name of a uh, two bearded losers.com available so if you type that in it takes you straight to our official YouTube page, and in the About Us, that has all the links to Anchor, Twitter, and Instagram, just to make it a lot easier so I don't have to keep rambling off all this stuff every episode. Mm, fancy. Anyway, moving on. You can follow my <laughs> <laughs> follow my podcast, Here's Jones Reviews, which is my weekly podcast on Podbean. Anyway, don't forget to leave us a five-star review on iTunes, and our next podcast is... I have we discussed? <laughs> yeah, I believe, and I thank God because it's going to wash the nasty taste out of our mouth up. This one, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Okay then, Killer Clowns it is then. Um, 
I was actually going to suggest Ginger Dead Man because it's nearly Christmas, but Killer Clowns will do. So Killer Clowns is. Anyway, goodbye. And remember, always check your guns. Make sure you're firing blanks. Bye. Later. Later.